Welcome to another edition of Time Out Sports, the podcast. It's your host, C. Ruff, and it's great to be back. Listen, today we're going to cover week two of the NFL season. We're going to do a week three preview, and we're going to talk a little bit of WNBA and the WNBA playoffs. Before we get started, please make sure to follow the WNBA League Fits IG, which is WNBA League Fits. The Twitter is Fits underscore WNBA. And then also make sure to follow Timeout Sports on Twitter and IG. Uh, the Twitter is Timeout Sports 3. Timeout Sports 3. And the Instagram is Timeout Sports with two underscores. Make sure to follow all of those platforms and uh, stay engaged so that you'll know what's going on. And let's jump right into it. We had, in week two, we had the Washington football team defeat the New York Giants. By score of 30 to 29 on Thursday night football. We had a back and forth game. I thought it was very entertaining by two of the NFC East teams. Terry McLaurin had a good game. Uh, Daniel Jones did well when you talk about running the football, especially. Uh, the Washington football team defense struggled with containing him and stopping him from running. Very good game, like I said. Uh, when you come down to the end, you had a Washington football team kick for a chance to win the game. They missed it, but they were bailed out by a New York Giants offsides penalty, therefore giving them another chance, and they were able to make the second kick. So the Washington football team did defeat the New York Giants 30-29. to now Heading over to Sunday, we had the Chicago Bears defeat the Cincinnati Bengals, 20-17. You had Andy Dalton get hurt in that game with a left knee injury. Uh, so Justin Fields had to come in and finish that game. And he would also be starting for the Bears in week three. It was a very brutal week for quarterbacks and quarterback injuries. Uh, you had about four guys get hurt. Um, so hopefully week three is a better week when you talk about injuries. You had the Cleveland Browns also defeat the Houston Texans by a score of 31 to 21. Cleveland Browns have a very good team, as I've said before. Have a great offense. You have weapons, especially uh, when they're healthy. Odell Beckham Jr. is expected to return to that team uh, this upcoming week in week three. However, Jarvis Landry is injured, and uh, we'll have to go on the IR. So that's not good. It's like you're swapping one player in for, and swapping one player out. But nevertheless, they do have a good team. You have a great defense. You have Miles Garrett, who can wreak havoc. You have Jadavion Clowney, who is doing some things and showing people that he's healthy. You had the L.A. Rams also defeat the Indianapolis Colts by a score of 27 to 24. The Rams did what I expected them to do. Against a coach team that's not that good in my estimation. Um, when you talk about the Rams, you have a complete football team. You have a good offense. You have a very good defense. The one weakness, I think, for the Rams right now would be the running back position. Uh, I'm surprised that they haven't really signed another guy to come in and help them in that department. But they have a very good team, as I've said. And uh, 
So they did what I expected them to do by beating the Colts. Next up, we had the Buffalo Bills defeat the Miami Dolphins 35 to 0. 35 to 0. Miami Dolphins had two of the quarterback get hurt, which was not good. Um, even if he had to stay healthy, though, I don't believe that they would have did much in that game as the Buffalo defense was suffocating their offense. Uh, the Buffalo offense did look a little bit better. However, Josh Allen still doesn't look like his old self from last year. It looks like they're having some problems with the offensive line. And, uh, you know, being able to protect Josh Allen, that's something that they're going to definitely have to shore up if they want to reach their potential this season. The next game we had is the New England Patriots defeating the New York Jets 25-6. to Patriots did what I expected them to do in that game. You know, not make a whole lot of mistakes. Take advantage of the Jets, who are not a good team. Uh, the defense was able to force multiple turnovers. And therefore, it was just a quick and easy game for them to win. Next up, we had the 49ers beating the Philadelphia Eagles 17-11. to That game was pretty boring. I mean, it wasn't a whole lot of plays being made by either team. Uh, the 49ers did a great job of containing Devonta Smith, the rookie out of Alabama. They did a very good job of containing him, and as a result, they were able to come away with the win. You also had the Oakland Raiders defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers 26-17. to That was a little bit of a surprise to most, but it didn't really surprise me. I picked the Steelers last week, but I knew that they could go either way. Because when you look at what you're seeing from the Pittsburgh Steelers, you see that Ben, ben Roethlisberger does not look very good. He looks like the same player from last year. Uh, Najee Harris has not, you know, really flourished yet in this season. Um, and the Oakland Raiders look very good. I mean, Derek Carr is playing some amazing football, uh, making plays and being smart with the football. They look good. So that was a game that could go either way. Next up, we had the Carolina Panthers defeat the New Orleans Saints 26-7. to That game was a mismatch from start to finish. Uh, the New Orleans Saints came off of beating the Green Bay Packers very convincingly, and then they just laid an egg. They really didn't look good at all, didn't show up. Christian McCaffrey continues to do great things for the Panthers. Uh, when you talk about the run game and the passing game, you know, he's probably the best dual threat in the league. Like I've said multiple times, he's a guy that can get you 100 rushing yards and 100 receiving yards in the same game. So he's been very dynamic. Uh, Sam Darnold is playing pretty well. Still not convinced that he'll keep that up, but so far I have to give it to him. He's playing pretty well. Uh, Carolina Panthers' defense looks very good so far. You have Brian Burns who's making plays. You have Hassan Reddick who's doing some great things on the defense. So. Carolina looks like a team that's going to be better than people uh, expected. We also had the Denver Broncos defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars 23-13. That game went the way that I expected it to go. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater being smart with the football, not making a whole lot of mistakes. Uh, You know, and Denver getting a win. We know that their defense is very good as well. We have Von Miller, who is still a force, even – you know, up in his age a little bit. Uh, the Jaguars are just not a good team. Don't have a lot of playmakers. 
on either side of the ball. So I expected Denver to win as they did. Now, one of the best games of the week was this Arizona Cardinals against the Minnesota Vikings. Kyler Murray, man, he was special in that game. When you talk about making passes and we talk about running it, I mean, he did some very impressive things. Uh, one thing that I'll say is he kept the Vikings in the game because of his two turnovers. He did have two turnovers that were just ill-advised, uh, really should not have happened. But as a result of those two turnovers, the Minnesota Vikings were able to stay in the game. And uh, ultimately, they should have won the game. I mean, you have a 30, like 37 yard field goal by your kicker, and you're unable to make that for a game winner. That's that's brutal right there, man. And that's something that can't happen if you want to be a good team. But like I said, that was a very good game back and forth. Uh, Dalvin Cook is, is very good. I mean, one of the best running backs in the league. He's doing it in the run game, he's doing it in the pass game. That was a good game, it really was. Now, next, we had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers dominate the Atlanta Falcons. They scored 48 points. I will say that that game was close in the fourth quarter until two Matt Ryan pick sixes. Uh, that blew the game open and uh, ultimately gave the Buccaneers a blowout win. But their offense has looked very good. Tom Brady is throwing the ball uh, very good, very efficiently. He has nine touchdowns in two games, nine passing touchdowns in two games, which is amazing. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, man, they just – their defense is terrible. Uh, they, they haven't been good on defense in about four years. The running game I don't love. And so it puts a lot of pressure on Matt Ryan to be able to be uh, great uh, week in and week out. I don't like that recipe for the Falcons, so I don't believe it's going to be a very good year for them at all. Next up, we had the Dallas Cowboys defeat the Los Angeles Chargers uh, by a score of 20-17. to 17. That was a decent game, but it was not as many plays as we thought, many big plays. Uh, you know, most people thought that game might be around 31-30 or 31-27, 30-27. Uh, it was nowhere near that, as I said. It was a low-scoring game. Uh, the Cowboys did a pretty good job of containing Keenan Allen and making him work hard. Uh, the Cowboys also had a great showing by their running back duo, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. I think they combined for about 200 rushing yards. So, I mean, that's still the recipe for the Cowboys to be successful. Here lately, in the last few years, they've been a team that passes a lot, uh, you know, 400 yards passing. But their recipe, I think, is running the football. If they can shorten the game, and win a time of possession, then they'll have a chance to be a good team. Uh, Justin Herbert did not play a very good game. He turned the football over a couple times and just weren't good decisions. Uh, so ultimately, that hurt the Chargers and allowed the Cowboys to get the win. Another game that we had on Sunday was an overtime game. The Tennessee Titans won by a score of 33-30. to Seahawks blew that game, if you ask me. They had a pretty convincing lead, uh, and then they let Derrick Henry just turn into his old self from last season. He ended up having almost 200 rushing yards, and uh, so that hurt the Seahawks. Julio Jones looks like he's still, you know, a top 10-ish uh, wide receiver. I mean, he made some great plays. He had a touchdown that was 
uh, overturned, and I don't agree with that. I believe that it was a turn a touchdown. Uh, but nevertheless, Julio Jones looked like a problem. He looked very good in that game. And uh, the Seahawks just, they let that one go, man. They really should have won that game. Got to be able to contain Derrick Henry a little bit better than they did, though. Uh, but looking forward to, you know, the rest of the season, I think the Seahawks have some things that they can correct, and I think they'll be a good team. Now, you had Sunday night football. You had the Baltimore Ravens defeat the Kansas City Chiefs 36-35. to That was a shocker for most. When you talk about how many people that the Ravens had hurt, I think they had about 15 guys that were injured. And the Kansas City Chiefs, like I told people while I was watching the game, they let them hang in it. One thing that you don't want to do with a team that should not win is let them hang in the game, you know, be close at halftime, and then to have confidence. Because when you talk about the Ravens, what they ended up doing was shortening the game. You know, running the football is their bread and butter. And that's what they were able to do. Lamar Jackson was able to be efficient and effective on the ground. Uh, and it shortened the game. Patrick Mahomes had an ill-advised interception. Just one of those plays that I feel like is just a result of arrogance. You know, Patrick Mahomes is a guy that knows that he's one of the best quarterbacks that's ever played the game of football. That's really not a throw that he can't make. And so I believe that that was just arrogance, him deciding to throw that football. And it was a big turnover in the game. As the Kansas City Chiefs did not score any points from about the six-minute mark of the third quarter to the end. Now, Monday Night Football, capping off week two, you had the Green Bay Packers dominate the Detroit Lions 35-17. to That game started off pretty good. I mean, the Lions came out and they scored, uh, and they were in it. It looked like Jared Goff was going to have a great game. But then it started raining, and that ball started getting slippery. And they lost a couple turnovers, had a couple turnovers. Green Bay said, okay, this is our time. Green Bay took it up a notch, and they ended up running away with it. 35 to 17, as I said. A little bit of news. You have Antonio Brown, who is on the COVID list and is unlikely to pay to play this Sunday against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, that's a pretty big blow for the Buccaneers. That means Chris Godwin would need to be a bigger uh, part of the, you know, game. You need probably a couple catches from maybe a Scotty Miller. Um, but I think that's going to be a great game. Now, talking about that, let's transition and do a week three preview. Uh, tonight, Thursday, you have the Carolina Panthers going against the Houston Texans. My prediction is that the Carolina Texans will win that game by about 10 points. Houston Texans, as I said earlier, just not a good team this year. Uh, especially minus Deshaun Watson. So I have the Carolina Panthers winning that game. The Washington football team on Sunday will take on the Buffalo Bills. I think that that's going to be a solid game. It's going to come down to whether the Washington football team pass rush can get to Josh Allen early and often. Um, but I, I am picking the Bills. I just don't know what I can count on from the Washington football team offense. I think it's going to be a closer game than most expect. I'm picking the Bills by maybe four points. But, you know, it wouldn't shock me if the Washington football team won the game. They're just going to have to be 
very good on defense. You're going to need to get about four or five sacks and maybe force a couple of turnovers. Um, I think that's going to be a very good game. You have the Cleveland Browns and the Chicago Bears. I'm going with the Browns in that game. I just don't think that the Chicago Bears have enough talent, have enough weapons uh, to deal with the Browns. I think Miles Garrett will be in the backfield early and often. And I think he'll make some plays. Ravens and Lions don't need to spend much time on that game at all. I have the Ravens winning. Uh, it should be a fairly easy win for them. They'll run the football and play to their strengths, and they'll get that win. You have the Indianapolis Colts going against the Tennessee Titans. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. I think Derrick Henry will have another strong game and uh, lead those guys to victory. L.A. Chargers against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, that's going to be a great game. It's going to be a tell. Uh, uh, should be a lot of points. Should be uh, – should come down to which team's defense can make the most plays. Uh, the Chiefs' defense has been terrible so far this season through two weeks. The Chargers' defense, uh, although they held the Cowboys 20 points last week, there were points in that game where they didn't look good. So – I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be back and forth. But I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs to win it. Patrick Mahomes will just be too much in the end. Next up, you have the Saints versus the Patriots. I'm going with the Patriots. I think that their defense will uh, be able to contain Jameis Winston and uh, make a few plays late to get the win. Atlanta Falcons versus the New York Giants. These are two teams who are not very good. But I think that the Giants will win that game. I'm predicting Saquon Barkley to have his best game of the season, maybe 70 to 75 rushing yards uh, as he continues to get more and more comfortable coming off of that major injury. Cincinnati Bengals against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going with the Steelers in that game. That's a game that I don't feel very comfortable about. Uh, I think it could go either way. They said that Ben Roethlisberger is now a little bit injured, uh, so that's not good. And then you have T.J. Watt, who you don't know will if he'll play or not. So that game is going to be tight. I think that could be a one-score game for sure. Uh, but I think maybe at the end, a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick will make a play to lift the uh, Steelers over the Bengals. You have the Arizona Cardinals versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Going with the Cardinals in that game, they're just a better team. I think Kyler Murray will have another strong game. You have the Jets going against the Broncos. I'm going with the Broncos in that matchup. I like what I've seen from uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Like you said, he's not a guy that's going to really throw for 350 to 400, but he's a guy that takes care of the football makes wise decisions, and um, so far this year, I mean, he has been passing the football very well. I think the Broncos win that game. Miami Dolphins will face the Oakland Raiders. We're going with the Raiders in that game. As I said earlier, Tua is out for the Dolphins uh, with an injury, and so I think the Raiders will continue their hot start. Uh, continue to feed Darren Waller. I think he makes some plays. I think Henry Ruggs 
uh, adds to his great game, a pretty good game that he had in week two. I'm going with the Raiders. Buccaneers at the Rams. That's the Rams. That's going to be probably the best game of the week. Uh, Tom Brady playing with weight, the way that he's playing, even at the age of 44. Those weapons that you have, you have a Ronald Jones, who is a good running back, but he just cannot seem to take care of the football. Uh, you have Leonard Fournette, who can come in and do some things. Even though Anthony, Antonio Brown is not expected to play, you still have weapons. You have Mike Evans. You have Chris Godwin. Uh, you have O.J. Howard, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, they have weapons. And so the offensive side of the ball is very effective. Think that the Rams, they have weapons. You have a guy like Cooper Cup who is having a great start to the season. Uh, Matthew Stafford has been playing phenomenal. Robert Woods can play. That game, man, it's gonna be very interesting. It's gonna come down to which defense can make a more can make a few plays. Uh maybe force a fumble, force an interception. And uh whoever does that will get the win. I'm leaning with the Rams right now uh, in that game. I'm going to pick the Rams to win by about three points. Seahawks versus Vikings. I'm going with the all the Seahawks. I think they'll play angry. I think they'll play upset as a result of losing last week's game that they should not have lost. Picking the Seahawks by maybe six points. Packers and 49ers. That's a game that should be pretty good as well. I think that Aaron Rodgers will come out and play well again like he did on Monday night. I think Devontae Adams will have an even better game than he did on Monday night. Aaron Jones is still there. Coming off three touchdowns on the ground. I mean, three touchdowns receiving and one on the ground. I'm going with the Packers to beat the 49ers in a close game. Now, Eagles and Cowboys is taking place on Monday night for Monday night football. That's the NFC East matchup. We know that those games are normally good. Um, couldn't go either way. If I had to lean right now, if I had to pick, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think that they'll realize that their best bet is to continue to run Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott as a duo. You know, maybe get Ezekiel Elliott 12 to 14 rushes and get Tony Pollard about 10. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think that Dak will end up making one more play in the end, and Jalen Hurts. Now, transitioning to our last topic of this week's podcast, we have the WNBA playoffs. I'm just uh, excited about seeing what happens in those playoffs. Uh, It's been a great season for the WNBA. You have more people show love and show support. Just trying to do my part to help with that. Um... But again, the WNBA playoffs will start on Thursday, uh, September the 23rd, and you have single elimination games. The Dallas Wings will play the Chicago Sky at 8 p.m. on ESPN2. And then you have the New York Liberty going against the Phoenix Mercury on ESPN2 also, 10 p.m. And those two games... I'm going to pick the Chicago Sky to win the first game, and I'm going to pick the Phoenix Mercury to win the second game, and then they'll both be playing on Sunday. 
Again, I thank everybody for tuning in to this podcast. Please make sure that you are following the WNBA League Fitz Twitter Twitter account, which is Fitz underscore WNBA. Uh, you can follow the Instagram, which is WNBA League Fitz. And then make sure to follow the Timeout Sports uh, on Instagram. It's Timeout Sports with two underscores. And the Twitter account is Timeout Sports 3. Sports is all caps. Make sure to also follow the Time Out Sports YouTube channel as uh, we're going to be starting to post interviews on there uh, as they come. Working on some interviews now with some former athletes. But make sure to follow us there. Uh, make sure to tell a friend about you know our platform and our podcast and the social media accounts. Uh, again, as I always say, let's make it a great week. And remember that the best is still yet to come.